to Game Study Episode 92. I'm Alex Lowe, Spark 3. Hope you have a phenomenal day today, whatever day you're listening or watching this podcast. Over to our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Sparky3. Give us a like and subscribe to the channel, be a friend, tell a friend. Uh, join with me as always. I got both the boys here in studio. I've got John and Zach. Boys, how are we doing? How are we feeling this wonderful Saturday? I don't know. I suddenly feel dead inside. Oh, damn. That was quick. All right. Well, yeah, let me just. All right, guys. Well, thanks for watching the show. We're going to go ahead and wrap things up here. Zach's not feeling too great today. But no, how you guys feeling? How's it going? Besides feeling dead. No, I literally <laughs> just feel dead inside all of a sudden. I was ready to go, then I was like, fuck it. Yes. Yeah, like, oh, wow. All right, so Zach's mailed this in for the day. John, what about you? Right, I guess we're going to be the, half, the high energy people this episode. Not looking great for us. No. I mean, <laughs> no. Maybe for you. Not as much for me. I'll just turn on the switch. What? I, I got a switch. I'll just turn it on. I mean, we all have a switch. Not what I mean. Uh, but if you could go check us out on our website, spark3.com, we just appreciate that. You can sign up for free or sign up for five bucks a month, as well as go follow us over at Twitter at GameStaticPod. We definitely appreciate that follow there. Um, with that said, boys, we can just go ahead and kind of jump into stuff, you know, go ahead, unless you guys have anything you want to shout out, anything you want to throw out there to the world before we get, really get started. No, what I discovered. What's that? I apparently have the annual pass for Back for Blood. Do you? Yeah. Oh, I did see you randomly playing that the other day. Yeah, no, I was playing it uh, with Keontae because he asked me if I want to play. And he has the DLC for it that's currently out. And he mentioned to me, he's like, if someone else has it, anyone who's in their party can play it. I was like, okay. So I was playing. I didn't even dawn on me that I was able to choose the new two new cleaners. And I had stuff that was specific only for having that DLC. It didn't even dawn on me. But we're going through and playing it, everything. We finish. And after we finish, I go into Steam. I'm just like, I'm a curiosity. How much is the Tunnels of Terror? And I just look at it and it doesn't have a price on it. I was like, what? And I hover over it and it says, in library. I went, what? Huh. <laughs> then I go to my game and it says, you have the annual pass. I go, oh. <laughs> High five, pass me. <laughs> Thanks, pass me for hooking future me up. <laughs> Those are some of the best moments in life. They really are. When you have that moment where, where you completely just forget about something and then you discover that past you hooked you up. That is one of the best moments in life. I'm a big fan of those. Big fan of those. Well, um, let's go ahead and jump into some stuff here. Uh, so we've had a few days to set on it uh, with the Xbox Bethesda Showcase. Any other thoughts that we want to throw out there involving this or kind of jump into the next thing? I, I just want to know after we've had a chance to set on things, any other opinions on it? No, not particularly for me. It was a, it was a okay show. I mean, still showed off more than what I was expecting, but nothing that got me terribly hyped. I mean, I am excited for the things we saw, but a lot of it's next year. Yeah, true. Yeah, kind of same way. Yeah. For me, it was still just kind of, it was, it was kind of one that was like, it happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, showed off a decent amount of, of gameplay, like they said, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see going into the future on some of those 2023 games. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm in the same boat. You know, I really enjoyed the show. Um, definitely more than you guys. And uh, my, my, my stance on things really haven't changed on it. I did see that uh, that Wulong Dynasty is also coming to PlayStation and stuff. Oh, and nice. It, yeah, PlayStation and PC, I think, which PC was, would be kind of assumed. But they did clearly specify, yes, it is coming to PlayStation and PC as well. PlayStation is the one I would have expected. PC is actually the long shot one out of those. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it is coming to both. So shout out to that. Uh, we did get that extended showcase, which, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's never something that's going to have a lot of announcements. It doesn't really have announcements. It's just a yeah. chance to talk about already existing announcements. Although there was one announcement that Valheim's coming to PC Game Pass this fall, and it's coming to Xbox Game Pass early spring. So, shout out to Valheim, you know. I guess that's another 
another thing because I don't know if I talked about it on the show, but I definitely talked to you about it. Probably where I was like, some of the stuff <clears throat> I was surprised by the amount of stuff that wasn't already on Game Pass that I thought it was, mm-hmm. and that's another one. I for some reason I thought it was already there. <laughs> well, now it's coming, but yeah, I can see what you mean though. That you just yeah, I can see what you mean. Yeah, that that kind of that was one of the first things that was in that extended showcase. And like I said, it was really like the only announcement of the show. Uh, I do I know there was um, some. They sit down with the devs for the High on Life game, and while I'm still not like really interested in this, there was a lot of people I saw that like once they saw like the extended breakdown of the game, yeah, a lot of people were like, "Okay, this actually looks like a lot of fun." But you know I mean, what? it's unique. I'll give them that. I mean, the trailer was very unique, and it seemed like it would be a very entertaining shooter because it looks like it's going. Because I didn't even see the extended, but from like the initial trailer, it seemed like it was going to be able to. Of a quirky, fast-paced shooter to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I mean, have your fun with it, people. <laughs> I mean, John, you can get it on Game Pass for free. Yeah, it can be on Game Pass for free for the people that want to play it. <laughs> <laughs> now, with with the extended showcase, obviously one of the big things that came out of it was Todd Howard interview. You mm-hmm. know, still talking about just kind of everything Bethesda, most notably Starfield. Uh, and he did confirm one thing that we were personally wondering, and as well as a lot of people, is that he did confirm that the travel between space to planet will not be controlled. Thank you, God. Yeah, you can't, it's, it, you can't just like see a planet and be like, ooh, and just go down there and land. Uh, he said... The way they broke it down is like very early in development of the game. They wanted in space and on planet to be two separate realities. So it's just like, you know, there it's not gonna be just a seamless switch just kind of going down, which I, I mean I'm fine cool. with. As long as long as both realities are like a lot of fun, that's all that matters to me. Like I'm not really worried about that little extra detail of waiting to fly down to the planet. While it feels more real, ah, it's all right. I'm I'm good. See, so meanwhile I'm like as as long as the space stuff is okay, I'll be happy there. Yeah. The ground stuff, I feel like, is the what would be the bread and butter of that game. True. I mean, it's, as long as it's not, like, it takes me 20 minutes to get from planet to planet, I'll be okay. Yeah, true, true. Um, you know, I know that I saw a lot of No Man's Sky comparisons all week this week. Which, fair. It's you know, understandable. Yeah, to- totally understandable. Like, there, there were people putting side-by-sides of the two games, just like... <laughs> It's like, hey, let me copy your homework. All right, just don't 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 make it too obvious, sort of thing. Like I saw a lot of those memes this week, and it, you know, it's it is understandable. It is very understandable those comparisons are happening. Uh, I know he also did confirm that uh, Starfield has like more handcrafted content than any other Bethesda game in, that they've ever done. So it's not like you know, there's a lot of stuff like the NPCs stuff that won't just be kind of generated and everything. Like there's yeah. a lot of stuff they personally did across the game, as well as talking about like you know, like the like the cities in the game and stuff. Because obviously we have over a thousand planets to explore, and he you know, he talked about how like everything's going to have its own life. He says that now. We'll see, though. You know, that was obviously one of our concerns, but he says they'll all have their own life. Uh, but he did say, like, there's, like, four main cities across, you know, the game that you'll get to explore that are massive. Um, and then New Atlantis being the biggest city that uh, Bethesda's ever created, which I think now, what's the biggest city? There? I think it's, like, Imperial City, right? I'm pretty sure that's... What the, I have no clue. That would, would that be your guess? Because, like, I can't... Like, nothing in Skyrim beats Imperial City, guys. And same thing with, like, any Fallout games and stuff. I think Imperial City is still the no. biggest. Yeah, like, Skyrim, the, none of the cities were big. Yeah. It's like... Yeah, those were relatively small right. in comparison. Yeah. So, massive city with New Atlantis. Uh, and he also did drop some, you know, little tidbits. The next projects for sure is Elder Scrolls Six is in pre-production. And the next project that they're jumping to. And then after that, they did con- obviously confirm the... 
what we would assume is happening in Fallout 5. Woo! 2034! Yeah. That, yep, exactly. <laughs> Long time. All right, so we'll see Fallout 5 on our PS6 and our Xbox whatever. You know, that's when Fallout 5. Xbox Z. Yeah, Xbox Z. We'll call it that for now. Uh, but yeah, no, all, all the talk that he did on Starfield uh, still made me really excited for the game. I mean, I'm just excited to see more whenever we get to see more. I don't know when that will be. Maybe Game Awards. I don't know. Um, but no, everything that he, he chatted about, you know, still made me pretty excited about it. You know, just, um, you know, really, you know, diving in and, and being your own character and kind of doing whatever the hell you want. Because like he did, he talked about like there are actually multiple moments in the game where as all Bethesda games do and a lot of open world games do have that, you know, groundbreaking moment, you mm-hmm. know, where it's like you come out of a cave and the world is yours, you know. And like you said, there's actually multiple moments like that in the game. Just because, yeah, there's just, it's just a large-scale game is that there's kind of like more than one of that. I, mean, I would assume you would have to. Yeah. It's like the number of, number of planets that you're going to go to. It's like there's got to be at least a couple specific ones where they're like, this is going to be our big hitter for when people come across it. Yeah. Even if it's not like a main story one or something Mm -hmm. like that, it could be just an offshoot one where more time gets spent on it. Right. Uh, He did also give a time range on just like the, the main plot. Uh, So the main plot would probably take about 30 to 40 hours. So if you have those people, if you have those people that don't want to like, do all the side stuff like you would do in an Elder Scrolls or Fallout game. You can just run 30, 30, 40, about normal for games these days. Yeah. You know, so that's not too bad. Honestly, I mean, with the scope that they're talking about, that seems like a, a fairly small number. Yeah. But at the same time, it's, the I would say, probably the majority of your player base, the majority of the people who are going to buy this game are going to want to do the main story, and they're not going to move be, on. They're not going to be as worried about going around and spending... 200 plus hours going to every planet, discovering every nook and cranny. Mm-hmm. You hear that, Ubisoft? Stop it with Assassin's Creed, damn it. That's, man, that's true. I still want to play Valhalla, and I have a, I have the ability to do so now with the premium. Um, I'm still just scared to play it because, like, the scope is just so massive to me. Man, that game is so long. <laughs> yeah, because you're, you're the only person I've known that's actually tried it. I was like, I was like, 40 hours in or something and it felt like i was like 30, barely in 30 percent maybe if i'm god lucky. it's like there's just there was every, it seemed like there was so much to do in that game like see at one point in my life like that would like excite me no matter what. Like yeah. Starfield is kind of a rarity for me, where it's just like it's that large a scale, and I'm pumped. But now as an adult with kind of my time, I look at Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I'm like, I want to play you, but I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> like legit, I, I, I'm very afraid to play this game. But I can play it. I can play it now because I have the premium. Uh, I've always kind of looked. At, I, I'll see it at like a local store. So I'm like, I don't want to buy it. Is today the day? I'll buy oh. it, buy it used. I'm like, now nah, today's not the day. But I don't know. Might download it. We'll see. I mean, I got it sitting on my Xbox. I'll eventually get to it. Eventually, yeah. Where are you on your Assassin's Creed games? Uh, I got back to... Um, fuck, I can't think of the name off the top of my head. The London one where you play as the brother and sister. Syndicate. Yeah, Syndicate. Okay. I will say one past Assassin's Creed game that I still really want to play. And at some point, I'd really like to play Rogue. Rogue was fun. Yeah, Rogue looks like it'd be a really fun game. Rogue, I'm glad was re- 
it got remastered because that was one a lot of people missed just because it was because of the weird release thing because it did, was they did unity and rogue at the same time so they had a Assassin's creed on the previous generation at the time 360 and then the new generation at the time with xbox one yeah which is a very odd approach <laughs> i mean it, it was but it was actually ubisoft trying to sort of cash in on their fans since they were putting unity on the new system but for any other fans who hadn't upgraded quite yet they got rogue and the ones who stayed on 360 got the better of the two yeah i mean unity is better after all their updates and stuff eventually but rogue is still better too in my opinion yeah i I actually do really want to play rogue at some point i keep eyeing it every once in a while i'm like this is a game that i actually out of all the assassin's creed games that i have not played rogue is actually number one on my list where it's like i do want to play you It, it sounds like such a cool concept for uh for an assassin's creed it was game. very fun yeah well also speaking of assassin's creed i didn't know we were gonna go down this tangent oh here we go here <laughs> yes. we go here we go well, no i was just gonna say uh for for any game pass subscribers that origins. haven't played it yet origins, origins yeah origins has this past week showed up on game pass yep yep that's a good pickup it's the first game with the new system that's been initiated since syndicate syndicate was the last one with the old Assassin's Creed style and origins was the first one to install the rpg elements yeah, you know, with with that, it's uh, it's funny. I was talking to Josh recently about you know the premium uh, and like all the games on it and stuff. And you know, I know recently he's been on like this RPG, like kind of old old RPG sort of kick, like you know, like a Witcher or you know Skyrim, like old like medieval kind of thing. Like that's oh, that, that's the kick that, that he's on. Old, gotcha. yeah, not like not like IRL time old, but old you know old and I didn't game know age. he just said old I know, RPGs. I, know. I was I, like, I, I, so. I know. Yeah, so he's been on that kick. So I told him, it's like, honestly, dude, I'm pretty sure you would probably really enjoy like Assassin's Creed Origins, Valhalla, or Odyssey, whatever. And he's just like, are they like other Assassin's Creed games? I'm just like, what do you mean by that? He's just like, well, I've only played Assassin's Creed 1. I'm like, no, that, no. <laughs> this, this child no. needs to get out of the fucking cave. Dude, I know. You know, it's funny. Uh, he just uh, picked up. Um, he just picked up Heart Gold the other day, and now he's playing that. And I'm yeah, just, I saw his tweet about yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah, now he's playing a game from 2009. While well, he's got all these games that he's so behind on, this dude missed two generations of video games, basically. I mean, I have generations of game, and I'm playing a game from that was made in freaking the 80s. I mean, that's fine, but you're not. You're also not two generations behind on games. Yeah, it's like you may be playing a game from the 80s. But you're also playing games that are now coming out as well as yeah. they come out. Like, okay, to put it in perspective, guys, off the top of my head, the only games that I think Josh played in, like, the Xbox One, Xbox 360, PS4, and PS3 era was, I, I can only think of three that, you know, this is not relating to Nintendo, even though one of them he played on Nintendo being The Witcher, but that came later, so I I count that more PS4, Xbox One, you know? Okay. But other than that, the only two that I can think of is Skyrim and, randomly, the Deadpool game. That is the only things that I can think of that he he's played <laughs> out, of those, right. out of those generations. Maybe a little bit of Fallout, Fallout 3. I think a little bit of that. I know he didn't play Oblivion, I'm pretty sure. Like, this dude has missed out on so many games. <laughs> so, yeah, that's... Yeah. He needs to, he's catch up the times. We'll get him there eventually. Uh, anyway, that was kind of it for the extended showcase, though. Starfield still sounds fun. Looking forward to that. Uh, we did have a couple more showcases here. We can chat about real quick. We had the Capcom and Square showcase. Um, Square brought it. I'll say that. Square brought it From for theirs. From my understanding, yeah. Because they showed off a trailer for uh, Final, Final Fantasy VII um, Remake uh, mm-hmm. Part Two, which is titled uh, Rebirth. 
Uh, and then also uh, Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core Remaster. Yes. Remaster. Let me make that clear. Because um, I know some people are like, oh my god, it's a remake. No, it's a remaster. Uh, which, that, that's really great for those fans because that game has been trapped on the PSP it up has. until now. Um, so yeah, Square brought it with just those two alone. Those two alone, they, they, they were bringing it. And then uh, what all went down with the Capcom? I know we got like what, Dragon's Dogma 2? So, good, well, for, good for fans there. Well, no. So what the Capcom showcased, the main things they talked about was Street Fighter 6. Yeah, yeah. Um, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. And then Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. Dragon's Dogma was there, and they were just like, hey, we're going to have a thing two days later, but we got something going on. Come see us then. Which they eventually announced Dragon Dogma 2 is in production, is going going to be coming out, which is great. Dragon's Dogma is a very good series for anyone who missed it on the tail end of, uh, I think it was 360. Yeah, that was, a, that was a 360 game, yeah. Yeah, when the original game came out. Um, and then it was a bunch of their... Um, showing off their Capcom Museum game of other older games, mm. and then the fighting collection that's coming out here soon. Right. I mean, Resident Evil was mostly just showing off uh, more Resident Evil Four. Yeah. Now that we know of, talking about the VR stuff uh, with PSVR Two and Resident Evil Village, and then showing off um, Mercenaries mode, getting three new characters into it. One of them being Tall Lady. Mm-hmm. And everyone can now play as Tall Lady in that. Yeah, dude, the amount of comments I saw, it's just like, I can play as Tall Lady now. Yeah. <laughs> and there was a couple other things with the uh, remastered games I coming on a platform, which I can't remember now. Um, and then Street Fighter Six, they just talk more about the <clears throat> game itself, the new modes, and what, it's, it's, what they are going to be. And then Monster Hunter Rise showed off some of their last, I'm assuming some of their last announcements for... Monsters they're pulling from older games to return, mm-hmm. make a reappearance in Sunbreak. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, also, before I forget this, because you said tail end of Xbox 360, whatever, and mm-hmm. it just ran, this popped in my brain because I saw this the other day. Random game that was on the tail end of the Xbox 360 generation is apparently getting like, I don't know if it's a re, I don't know if it's a remaster or a remake, but the, this is from the publishers that said, "Hey, we're we're upping, we're bringing this game up." But Lollipop Chainsaw is coming back. Yeah, <laughs> that game is making a resurgence. Hey, that yeah, game's it, actually very fun. That's what I've heard. I've never played it, but I've heard it's very fun. It's got its cult following. <laughs> Juliet's actually a very good in character, and that game's actually very fun. That's that's what I've heard. But yeah, the publisher said that I, I think it's a remaster is what's going on for it. So. Wow, okay. <laughs> yeah, shout out to the Lollipop Chainsaw fans. Uh, but no, Square did. Square Square had a very good show um, with the stuff they announced. I know they showed off more of uh, the Exo Primal, whatever, that game that everyone saw. It's like, oh, is it Dino Crisis? And it's not Dino Crisis. Which now I did actually see their segment on yeah. Exo Primal. I'm actually very much more intrigued by this now. Because it's cause initially it looked like just a almost horde with a story mode, but now it's a pvpve game which when you complete certain challenges it unlocks more scenes for the story mode hmm. so i mean i'm actually very curious about it because it's how it's set up it's two teams of i think it's at five mm-hmm. and you're each trying to complete objectives and whoever completes the objectives first wins the match but it's a thing of you're fighting the waves of dinosaurs and whatnot trying to fight through but there's also another team that you will run into and you will have to kill each other so i mean I want to see more of it because I am very curious now by this PvPVE system they have going on because it makes it more interesting, especially since they did show off two new suits. 
in that in that reveal and stuff like that, as well as the whole PvP aspect. And uh, the whole fact that it's also you're able to switch suits mid-match, what it was saying, mm-hmm. to combat things. So, I mean, I am actually slightly curious about Exoprimal. Do we have a release date on that? I don't believe so. Okay. Just coming out when it comes out. Uh, I know one thing that wasn't at the show that I'm curious when we'll hear more on is the, what's it called, uh, the Dealfield Chronicles, that uh, tactics mm-hmm. uh, RPG that they announced. When was it? I don't know. Game Awards, maybe? A few months back. I don't remember when. Um, that's one that I would like to see more. I wasn't at the show though. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Capcom and Square, I mean, they, I, mean, I will say like, even though I'm not a massive fan of Final Fantasy, I fully acknowledge Square had it like a, a plus show, like up front. Uh, Capcom, I don't really have a hard opinion on, but I mean, hey, got, got some, yeah. uh, got some decent stuff. The only thing with the Final Fantasy seven remake that, uh, you didn't touch on is that it did, they did finally confirm, uh, what oh, everybody yeah. thought yeah. that Final Fantasy seven remake is a trilogy. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, and the then confirm like the second part of it, and we got the name for it. Yeah. So there will be one more part coming afterwards. Yep. Yep. Uh, which I, I was I'm wanting I was wanting to pick up the PS5 version of uh, Final Fantasy VII at some point uh, just to finally play because I wanted to play it when it came out. I just never did. I need to go back and actually finish it. Mm, okay. I didn't I didn't actually finish it. I just I played I think most of the way through it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, that also confirmed, at least for F, you know, at least for now, no surprisingly, of course, that being uh, PlayStation Five only. So, no, no surprise there on that one. But uh, next up, uh, so Zach completed his first run of the quarry. Yes. So let's uh, let's kind of chat about you know now that you've had a chance to really sit on the on the full game and you know how you feeling about it. You know, naturally, a lo- you know, one question a lot of people have is, you know, now that you're you're done with the game, how much does it really compare to? Until dawn, I know you have like the dark anthology and stuff, yeah. but, but the quarry like leading up to release and everything just gets nonstop until dawn comparisons. You yes. know, it's, you know. So, how, how are you feeling about the quarry from your first run, and uh, how many more runs do you think a, uh, people can do? Obviously, it's got a lot of endings. You know, how are you feeling about uh, just doing more runs? I mean, overall, doing more runs would be. I'm planning on doing another run or two at some point. I've just been distracted lately by uh, Back for Blood. Fair. Um, replayability is very viable, similar to Until Dawn. I think the thing that uh, I like it better over this, just for me personally, versus Until Dawn, Until Dawn had a lot more interactive moments, which is better for some people of being able to be able to move around in shorter cutscenes, where this one was a lot more cutscenes and just making moment choices and things like that. So, I mean, there was some interactive points here and there, but it was more a consistency of do some interacting stuff to find clues and whatnot, and then uh, strings of more or less set scenes where you're making dialogue choices and just decision choices and things like that, determining where you're going to end up, Uh, which for me worked fine. I know for other people probably not because they'd rather have a lot more control rather than just on rails, watching the cutscenes play out. Uh in terms of all the different endings, it makes a lot more sense now actually coming to an ending because it's not just a straight ending like until dawn was of just, hey, it's now sunrise. You made it. Good you job. You made it. Here's who's alive and whatnot. This, it takes the endings for each character. For each character who had made an appearance, it goes through a line of 
whether they're dead, whether they're alive, how they died. It even shows you a scene where their body lie <laughs> and everything. So I think all the out, it's more outcomes rather than endings in terms mm. of it because it has set outcomes for each character, how they can mm. end up being at the end of the game. And when I say for every, in the entire cast, yeah, besides just the camp counselors you have control of over the their choices and whatnot, it also involves the other uh, family members you can see in trailers, their outcomes that befall them by the end of the night mm. and all that fun stuff. Um, I mean, overall, I enjoyed my time with it. Uh, the people who watched along with me, they enjoyed it. And <laughs> the game does have a nice reveal moment of revealing what the creatures are because we were all just watching and talking when it happened. We all went, shit! <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it happened. So, I mean, it does have a nice little build-up and reveal moment. I don't know. Have you played much since last time? No, I've been busy all week okay. with, house, with house stuff. So I would be very much seeing. I'm literally at the moment where the crew, where like shit's about to start popping off because okay. like uh, when I stopped playing was like when um, they were all around the fire and everyone okay. everyone got pissy yeah. and went their separate ways. So I, I just from like little tidbits I've been already kind of spoiled on. I know shit's about to start happening. Yeah. And which I gotta admit for this game, stuff started happening a lot quicker in this game. Yeah, yeah. Versus until dawn. So I mean, I feel like in terms of playthroughs, people can play through this one a lot quicker versus. Uh, until dawn, just because it is a lot more cutscenes versus controlling. The very interesting thing that I'm probably going to do a run in eventually is the movie mode, which more or less what it is, it's more or less just a thing of it gives you three choices. It gives you everyone lives, everyone dies, director's cut or director's chair. And what it is is you set, if you choose one of the other two options, it's more or less you choose that, set the controller down, and just let it go. That's kind of cool, honestly. It just let it go. It literally is just a movie, from my understanding. And the characters, if you choose everyone die, the characters will find every damn thing, every hidden object and whatnot. If everyone dies, they're bumbling idiots, and you're just going to watch them walk to their deaths. Um, nice. Now, is it? I, I forgot. Is this available from the start? Yes. Or, okay, I wasn't sure if you had to beat the game first. It is available right from the start. Um, the other one, which I'm probably going to have much more fun with is the director's chair, which allows you to go through each of the camp counselors and set their parameters for each of the different things, mm. whether they're going to be composed in situations, clumsy, um, undecided and things like that. And you more or less set their parameters to sort of just see how the tokens fall by setting these parameters. That's actually pretty dope. Um, yeah, so it is sort of interesting. I'm going to have some fun with that, just letting, just suing that and just hitting play and see where it goes. Um, the other thing with it is... If you do that and, like, it's in, like, the evening or whatever, and, I, you know, and I'm free, hit me up on, on Discord. I may want okay. to watch that with you. Okay. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I, I, I haven't seen anything on this game, but I would, I would... Sounds like I would like to sit down and watch it. Yeah, I, mean, I, 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 would, I would like to watch that, yeah. I mean, I'm deep down. We can set up a day and I can just set it going. Um, I'm always down for a good horror movie. Yes. Um, the real interesting thing that came with actually completing a run for anyone who's curious is something new, which I don't think was in the Dark Anthology unless they added it to House of Ash. With finishing a complete run, you can turn on a mode called Death Rewind for your next playthrough. And what it is is pretty much whenever you a character dies, it'll let you take a moment to actually rewind 
back a couple choices to try and save their ass. Ooh, okay. But you can only do it for three times. Mm. So if you really fuck up and you kill everyone, you can save three of them. Or possibly save three of them. Because gotcha. you can still fuck it up. <laughs> so I could d- divine pulse in three houses. Yes, Gotcha, much. gotcha. Okay. But overall, I mean, I've en- I enjoyed my personal time with it. The people I did a watch along play with, they enjoyed it, so... And that may have made it better for us just because we were in a big group of it. Right. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I really want to do the movie mode now. You're going to have to pick a day. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that sounds pretty fun. Yeah, we're going to have to figure that out, like, soon. (laughs) Especially not, because I still haven't seen anything on the game. I haven't looked looked at it at all. His reactions would be pretty good. (laughs) I mean, I could set it up and we can do it tomorrow. I'm fine with that, yeah. I'm, I'm just... Building furniture here at the house tomorrow and moving the rooms, whatever. Yeah, After that, I'll, I'm good. Yeah, I'll I'll have to be out a couple hours tomorrow, like somewhere around the middle of the day. So sometime tomorrow evening. Okay, watch some rain. I can set it up. Bet. Cool. This sounds fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll just send you a text when I'm on my way home or something. All right. Uh, what would you rate this game? Um, overall, and just how it terms of everything, uh, solo play, I would probably give it maybe a. Six out of ten. Uh, that that's fair for a solo play. Because right now I'm pretty much playing kind of solo. Yeah. That's if you're doing it as a <laughs> group and whatnot and getting the vibe, energy vibe from people, I would definitely give it an eight out of ten. Okay, I am looking forward to also when they launch like the co-op as well. I want to see how, exactly how that works. If it works to similar, if they're planning on working at how it has in the Dark Anthology, more or less it becomes as I mentioned, each player takes control of a character and makes choices, or online it was. It may have just been Man of Medane because I didn't do it with Town of Salem or House of Ash where it was just each person, it just flipped a coin. It was just like, hey, each of you pick, get this character. When you make a choice, you each choose an option. We'll flip a coin to see which one happens if you don't agree. Right. Okay. Okay. That, that, I love when games do that. Yeah. Like when you're playing co-op. Mm-hmm. It's like it, uh, Celasta does it in the co-op too where basically all everybody gets their choices on mm-hmm. it and then... If 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 nobody agrees on it, I can somebody. It's like one of the three of you is just going to win that coin toss. <laughs> I, I love that option. It makes it so interesting. Leave it to fate. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this movie right now quite a bit. Uh, all right, so next uh, I'll chat about the PS Plus Premium tier because so I did I did go ahead and upgrade to that um, to you know all the way to the top here just because I wanted to chat about it for the show. Okay. Um, the upgrade itself wasn't a big deal. It was. 25 bucks to upgrade for me because okay. since i already had a year of playstation plus so that's good uh one th- uh, one thing right off the bat because this is something that i was kind of curious about and we we kind of briefly chat about that ps plus collection thing that you know that came out with yes. the ps5 that is still just available for the base tier because that was the first thing that i checked before i upgraded was is this just like base tier still available? Mm-hmm. Yes. So those selection of games that has like Fallout Four, Dave's Gone, um, I know the Last Guardians on there, a few others, whatever. Um, it's like twelve, thirteen games. That's still a thing. Um, so basically, there's five things to kind of really chat about here, in my opinion. Number one, of course, is just like the menus themselves, like how you know I think that is something to chat about. Uh, the classics, uh, the PS3, of course, general streaming, and then the trials. So starting with the with the menus. 
I think I am 1000% in the minority. I actually like the menus, but most people don't. Most people think they're a little too disorganized. I, it was organized for me in my brain. My, okay. my brain enjoyed it because it's like, I'm assuming if you get extra or if you just stay at the base, cause I didn't dive into the full thing at the base here. I just checked PS plus collection and then upgraded, moved on. But like the way that it's kind of sorted out is like, you have like, the multiple options where you can go into like the cloud streaming, you can go into classics, you can go into trials. Like it's all separated out into the menus, and then you go down, and it has like all of the the benefits of your tier that you can that you can select, and it has like you know the colored bar on top of all the the options. So it's like you'll see like the first part, it'll say premium, 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 and then the next set of options will put extra, 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 and then essential, essential. I I liked it. I know I'm in the minority for these menus, but oh, I liked it. So you- so it has it everything grouped out where it's like the extra is grouped here, premium yes. is grouped here, and then the whatever the, the essentials what, gonna be the, the, essential, the fur, furthest. The essential one. everything that you get in it is grouped within it. Basically, so yes. It's like if you go at basically as you go across, if you, you have, can just click the thing. If, if you have premium, if you go over all the way over here, this is the extra stuff yes. that you get. That makes sense. Yeah, because like right off the bat, like I said, there was three premium options. It's just like you can click one of those and it takes you to the next page, whatever. And then after that was three extra options, whatever, takes you to the next page. So, I mean, I, I th- it worked for me in my brain, but from everything I've seen on the internet, everyone's just like, Sony, you need to you, you need to fix this. But I'm like, All right, whatever. I mean, I thought it was fine. Uh, in terms of the classic games, okay, so... Really, classics, PS3, and streaming all kind of group into one big conversation, right? Because obviously this combined the PlayStation Now, which was dog shit. You know, the, the streaming for it was terrible. The streaming for the PlayStation 3 games was terrible. Like, ever, I, I never personally use Now because of how much I knew it was trash from pre- people that I knew personally that tried it and from just everything I've watched on videos that it was just looked terrible. So playing like PS1 and PS2 classics, dude, they ran amazing. I, you know, I, I was up front. I played a few different P- uh, PS1 games. I played God of War, the original on the PS2. It ran phenomenally. Like I had no problems at all. And I also want to make this note as well. I am running um, wireless connection on this because I know that's kind of a thing for people. So, oh, wired or wireless? So I'm running wireless on this, and it, everything ran well for me. And I went to the PlayStation 3 games, which, again, you don't even have the option to download. I played a couple games that I've, I've played before, and they, they ran incredible to me. Like, it looked good, ran well. There was no input lag because I know that was a massive issue. Everything worked phenomenally. Now, in terms of the streaming, I did notice something that was kind of weird. And I tested it like three or four times to make sure that it wasn't like kind of a glitch. So I don't know if this is just a glitch, but when it comes to, if you choose to go stream a game, let's say that you already have played and you own physically like I do, and maybe you're just lazy. You don't want to get up, go put the game in, right? So I'll just stream it real quick. No big deal. Depending on the game, I guess it won't carry your save data over because I, I, for example, I streamed Ghost of Shima. Okay. Carried my save data over. Dope. You know, I could just pick up where I left off. Then I went to go stream Miles Morales, and it was a new game. And I tried it like three or four different times. And every time it's just like, no, you've never played this game before. I'm like, but I have, but okay. So that that was kind of weird to me. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know why that was the issue. But that's that's what happened with me. I only tested with those two games. All right. I, I don't know, but in terms of that, like just the general streaming, like, like playing Ghost of Shima for the little bit that I did. Ran really well. Had no issues with that. You know, it's newer games there. Older games ran well. Everything looked good. No problems there. Uh, game trials. 
is just the game, unfortunately. So okay. like, if they put a game trial on there for a game that we know is going to be a slower start, it's going to burn your time quick. That sucks. Yeah, because I know, like, uh, I mentioned that to Josh when I was giving him my breakdown of this. Um, and he said that he had, like, the you know the, like the demo you could download, whatever, for Cyberpunk. He's like, bro, most of my time was just spent pl- making my character. I'm like, yeah. so, yeah, that, that, that is going to be the downside for the game trials is that it is just the game. So if there's a slow start to the game, you're not going to get to experience the game in that trial. Unless you just speed run through it. Yeah, unless you just quickly get into it. So, but, uh, no, overall, I got to say I'm, I'm very impressed with this whole process because of how much, like, PlayStation now was trash, yes. you know? <laughs> I, I am very impressed with what they've come out. I still stand by my stance that I think as a whole, unless you just happen to be a diehard of some of the classics that they have in there, I still think the extra is the best way to go because that, that is a damn good value for the amount of games in there. Mm-hmm. Lots, lots of good games in that in that tier. Uh, but, I, you know, it, it's going to ultimately just come down to, number one, how often are they going to add new stuff? You know what I mean? Because, like, if they follow, like, a Nintendo pattern we're fucked. Uh, but if they, if they fall like an Xbox pattern where they, you know, with game pass where they release like what, 12 games a month or whatever, or, yeah. or more, and it's just broken up throughout the yeah. month, yeah. you're in good shape, which Sony sounds like they kind of want to do that. But if it's, you know, which that's what to keep an eye out for as well as what classics they are going to continue to bring. Uh, trophy support is just optional for developers. Uh, we may have plugged that before. I don't know if we haven't. I just wanted to go ahead and you know, reiterate that there. Uh, so there are some older games that will you know some have some trophies. Uh, some older games won't. Um, there was a couple games I know that was added as just like a surprise ad. It wasn't on the original list. Like I know the very first uh, Resident Evil, I think, was one of them. Okay. Uh, that was added on there. I don't remember if it had trophy support, though. Uh, but there was a couple others. So, I mean, overall, I, I'm very impressed with what they've done here. Um, it's still important to th- to make sure that you don't compare it too much to Game Pass because Game Pass is still that day one thing, you know. But, I, I, you know, the comparisons is just like a streaming, like, library, of course. It's, it's hard not to get comparisons. Uh, but as long as they release games in, like, the way that Game, game Pass does, I feel like this, this whole service is going to be an absolute banger over time. I really do give it like six months to a year. And I think the whole service is going to be completely worth having. I mean, that's good to hear because I remember game cast was initially sort of slow just because they're building it up. Catalog wasn't a whole lot, but the, now that we've got to build up, it's everything people usually ask for. Yeah. I will say, um, since all the, I know it's just rolled out. Um, but I've been, I've just out of curiosity, I'll walk by it all the time and just, take a peek i haven't seen anything changed in any gift card um racks or anything because I've, I've been curious we, we, we talked about that are they gonna yeah. have like nine cards uh, i haven't seen any changes all i've seen is a playstation plus um card that's all i've seen so basically the base version so i don't know if they're still rolling the cards out or not i have no idea on that but it's something i have been kind of watching for just just to be curious but no i mean i actually i i do like the service though i, I like what they're doing with it I think it has. I think it's a very promising future. I, I will also be curious to see if they're going to be running sales on it, like they always have, like PlayStation Plus yeah. before. Like, because I know now Game Pass, uh, like three month cards and stuff, go on sale around, like let's say Black Friday, because that's that's what I did. You know, I bought like I bought like fifteen months of Game Pass for stupid cheap because of that, and that's always when I would uh, buy my PlayStation Plus because you could get it for forty or forty five bucks at uh, Black Friday. So I'm curious if they'll do the same thing. Now that it's broken up in all these separate tiers, you can still get it for cheap. So that's something else to watch out for. Because if not, mine's just going to auto-renew for 120 bucks, whatever, uh, come Thanksgiving week. 
<laughs> so if all else fails, you could you could just get the card cheaper and then do the like twenty book upgrade or whatever it is. Yeah. Because I, I I noticed that because I was looking at I was looking at the uh, PlayStation Plus stuff on my PlayStation the other day, mm. and uh, w- made my way into the uh, like the PlayStation Plus section mm-hmm. where it was showing like the extra tier and that, and I didn't realize as well it would have just cost me like seventeen bucks to upgrade until I renew again. Yeah, to get to the premium. Yeah, yeah. Which I, that you know that that was a nice surprise for me because when I when I went into it like I knew there I th- I thought there was gonna be like some pro rating stuff whatever but when I, when I was going into this I'm just like all right. <laughs> Go ahead and drop the 120. I'm, I got to do this for the show. Let's get it. It's just like 27 bucks. I'm like, let's go. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I was ready to drop the money if I had to, you know, for the show. For the show. It's what I'm willing to do. Um, Which I, I know previously I said I probably wasn't going to upgrade, but I mean, shit, $17 to upgrade to the extra tier. Yeah. It's like, and that's going to last me through the rest of this year at mm-hmm. least maybe in, uh, i don't know exactly when it's over but i know it goes at least through the rest of this year shit that ain't bad no it's not i mean it, it has some good titles on there if there's a title in there that you you know you want to play that you don't want to buy it's a good chance to get it because that, that's me I mean, there's, the, I mean, there's at least three titles in there that i know for sure that i would, I would that like that is to definitely play. a nice bonus for people who have done that of racked up so much time that they're not even concerned about having to pay for the subscription just because they've bought so many cards Oh uh, yeah, there was some. Uh, <laughs> when, I, when all this revamp was started, there was one particular person I saw uh, share his uh, PlayStation Plus renewal, whatever, where it was literally set to renew in ten years. <laughs> He's just like at Sony at PlayStation. I need to know: is this gonna carry over? Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> that, that's dedication. That is some serious Black Friday dedication. That poor bastard. If it that, hadn't carried over, that is some dude who's like, I, I'm committing to PlayStation for the next ten years. <laughs> yeah. Fuck everything else. <laughs> <laughs> Pure dedication, dude. Uh, no, the premium tier is pretty dope. The whole service. I think. I think it's a good revamp. Looking forward to seeing more what they can come out of it. Um, next up. Uh, talk about Center Frontiers again because this is still like the big IGN first month. So yeah. more info is going to continue to come out. So the CEO recently came out and flat said, "You fans don't understand the gameplay. That's why you're. That's why you're hating. We don't understand it because of what you're showing. Like, dude, like when I saw that, everyone, it's just like, are you shitting me? It's just like, no shit, no shit. We don't understand because you're." We're we're watching the content you're releasing. You had security guards around the demo at Summer Game Fest. Like, you know, this is on you. Because, like, you know, there's all the backlash from the exploration gameplay and the combat gameplay. Because, like, the combat gameplay that was officially released, right, from IGN first, you know, like, you compare that to, like, the other leaked gameplay and stuff from the demo. It's just, like, someone's just, like, all right, so I'm just convinced that Sega is trying to play this game in the most boring way possible. (laughs) (laughs) turns out no matter what you do sonic fans are gonna complain yes that's what i'm learning about sounds like pokemon fans that's true okay all right true pokemon fans are ruthless (laughs) (laughs) they are (laughs) just just wait just wait for when we get that that uh like violet direct and then people are so angry afterwards it happens every every time every time I I I don't think I've ever seen anything Pokemon where everyone was just like, or a majority of people were just happy afterwards. Snap. New Snap, mm, 
they were happy with the announcement. Yeah. They weren't happy with what they got. Correct. Yes, that, that'd probably be the way to put it, yeah. That, no, I'm talking about that's every Pokemon game. Yeah. They're ha- everybody's <laughs> so excited when it's announced, and then the more information and the closer it gets, they just, it's like it's not enough. No. But back to Sonic, the CEO yelling at us because we don't understand the gameplay that they don't allow us to see. I just, dude, it just, it baffles me. It's just like you you have such a promising potential of a game here, and your and your your marketing is just garbage. Like, I mean, no, you don't understand the marketing. I clearly, <laughs> clearly, I don't. <laughs> you don't understand their vision. I, I clearly, clearly. Uh, but no, I mean, like the stuff that was coming out of the leaked demo, the leaked uh, demo at Summer Game Fest, I mean, it still looks dope, you know, because it showed like, um, like the different skills, whatever, down like uh, part of the HUD where it's like, you know, one out of 50, like level up, whatever, which is something that like, I know you, you, Zach personally pointed out, it's just like the, the fighting look very tedious. Yes. Like just like you're like, you're very weak. So, I mean, that kind of answers in, in that regard that, you know, just goes into the skill tree thing that was confirmed, continue to level up. Uh, Sonic and just get stronger as the game goes on, so that's dope there. Uh, I know we, the story apparently will take like 20 to 30 hours to finish, so that's pretty cool. Because you're going to spend almost a third of that trying to kill shit. <laughs> Probably. Uh, it'll take about 100, uh, 100% the game will take about twice that time, though. Uh, to do everything. Uh, I did go dig up um, the leak that we talked about. Um, it was actually, I, I, I didn't know the episode that it was. It was the final episode before we went to Game Static. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, so that was it, was it was that episode before before then uh, where it uh, basically talked about, like, the when the, the time they played, it was four different islands is essentially what they went to, mm-hmm. all called the Starfall Islands. Uh, that does seem to be correct in terms of Starfall Islands. Now, I've heard that it's four. I've heard that it's seven. I would probably bank on seven. Seven makes sense because seven chaos emeralds. Yes, you know because that you know it's already kind of confirmed chaos emeralds play a massive role. Obviously, and it's fucking one of the main things in Sonic. But um, no, I mean like I'm you know the the game is apparently not being delayed. CEO said it's not happening. Game is in good good condition, even though their videos say otherwise. But again, like like we we chatted about last week and the week before, like the IGN first videos that we saw was a fucking early build. Yes. Like, that was confirmed as an early build. Like, why are you showing an early build? Like, oh, again, sorry, sorry, John. I don't understand the marketing. Because <laughs> for some reason, Sega went, they don't deserve to see the full game I've... until it's released. Give them the oldest shit we have. Basically. Jesus Christ. Sega's going to Sega. That's the bottom line. Although, the, one random tidbit that came out of all this, like, interview and stuff is uh, I do I do enjoy that this was, like, the one thing that was, like, asked towards the end just because it's, like, people hold on to it is that uh, they it was asked, is Sonic going to be kissing any female, you know, human females? And the CEO's just like, no, I don't think that's going to be happening ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Sonic 06. <laughs> Can't let that one go. Uh, but I mean, it was weird. It was. Look, Shadow and Silver Story, fine. Sonic Story, weird. <laughs> That's my stance on that game. But I don't know. I'm still excited for the game, um, you know, assuming that he is correct and does not get delayed. I'm just wondering, like, you know, the one thing that's also kind of interesting about this whole marketing approach is, like, doing the IGN first thing all month, whatever, which Mm -hmm. ties into why they literally had like security guards around the damn demo is like, I feel like just like a a nice fucking trailer could have showed us everything that we need to know about this game. 
you know, in terms of like show us some good, some solid gameplay story elements. Cause we, we don't even know story elements. Like what the hell, like the, the, like we still don't know why the hell we're here. You know what I mean? We don't know the direction of this game other than just like, Oh, we're running around to Sonic. Yeah. You are Sonic. You go fast. That is, Sonic. that's the direction. Yes. Why, why you question? I want to know what the story is. <laughs> the story is Alex is that robots have come to attack these pretty lands and Sonic being a man of nature after saving all the animals from Dr. Robotnik's like, I can't let these robots destroy nature. I'll destroy them. <laughs> Basically. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to the game though. Uh, but apparently we just don't understand how the gameplay is, but whatever. It's kind of your fault, but uh, anyway, uh, I think that does it for the talking points. So we'll hit the weekly wrap up here and finish things up a little early today. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. I've got some other stuff around the house I'd like to do. So I'm fine with that. Uh, all right. So first up, uh, obviously we did not put out an ep- extra episode this week for Nintendo direct. Cause it did not happen. Uh, there's a lot of leaks and reports from insiders and stuff. And I, it's been going around all over the place now. Uh, Alana Pierce, was one of the first people that kind of like threw it out there and said, yeah, this is what I've been told. You know, she used to work for Nintendo, I believe. Now she's working for Sony Santa Monica. Mm-hmm. Um, but she said that she heard uh, January, I mean, not January, June, June 29th uh, would be the direct date. Um, so end of month. I think we even made a joke about that. Uh, that Nintendo could just say, ah, fuck you guys and just go to the end of month. Is I've heard some like, I heard a little bit of chatter. And I even heard this little bit of chatter from Jeff himself when he did a live stream on YouTube. Where he's just like, it wouldn't surprise me if Nintendo did it like end of the month to really separate themselves from Summer Game Fest. So it's just not surprise anybody. So it's like, is there some beef there? Because Jeff kind of like danced around that one. I'm like, is there some beef there that I need to know about? I don't know if it would necessarily be beef as much as just Nintendo's tried to break away from all that stuff for the last couple years anyway. Yeah. Yeah. We all know Nintendo does Nintendo things. Bingo. It's like you say you say Sega's gonna do Sega things. They ain't got shit on Nintendo. That's that's true. Nintendo just they gonna do their thing their way and they don't want anyone to take credit for it. Right, yeah, that is true. Uh next week we do have Pokemon Snap coming to NSO though on the twenty fourth. Uh, that is the last confirmed Nintendo 64 game that we know is coming. So that obviously lines up with like probably the direct being the next week, so we can kind of know the next batch if whatever if they're going to be the next batch or they're going to finally announce the the Game Boy that's supposed to be coming to the NSO at some point. Um, one thing that could be at this show though, and this is very interesting, I sent it to you guys in the Discord, is uh, the, this new Fire Emblem. Yes, because there was some screenshots for the new Fire Emblem that that line up with the leaks that I had already previously read. Oh, that makes more sense. I never looked at what you sent me. <laughs> what do you think it was? I didn't know. I thought he was just. I, I thought he was he, still on his three hopes shit. No, <laughs> no that's I the new one. I, I never actually looked at it. I just saw the, the image, and I was like, all right, I'll look at that later, and then I haven't. Oh, okay. Well, like, some leaks that I saw previously was, like, talking about the protagonist having, like, a red, red and blue hairstyle, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that, you know, so now these screenshots kind of line up with those leaks, um, and I've had a, I've seen a couple people say that uh, you know no those leaks are legit. Don't know how they got out. It's from like some Chinese build, but it's it's legit. That's the thing. Uh, and I did also come across where Emily Rogers, um, Nintendo Insider, she said that the game has literally been done for over a year. No, oh, dang. So Nintendo just yeah, which that's Nintendo does that though. Like you know they'll 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 have a game finished and they'll just back pocket it for however long they want they want to back pocket it. You know. So, I mean, that, that could potentially be at this direct uh, for a later this year release, which would be very, very hype if true. Um, 
Do you guys want to throw out any random predictions for Nintendo Direct? I know it's Nintendo. It's kind of tough to predict. Are we finally going to see this Metroid Prime uh, <laughs> remaster <laughs> that's been talked about for like three years? The yeah. next, <laughs> the next in the catalog of the Yoshi Woolly World series. Yeah, yeah. Yoshi could get something. Yeah, yeah. Been a little bit for a Yoshi game. What was the last one? Crafted World. Yeah, on the Wii U. Was it Wii U? I think it was. No, I think it was Switch. Was it Switch? Yeah, I think it was Switch. Okay. Or early Switch. Oh, okay. I think it was early Switch. So, yeah, it's been a few years. Are we going to finally see anything, like, from this rumored Odyssey team-made Donkey Kong game? You think that could I was, be there? I was about to say, I would, I would almost expect something Donkey Kong since we haven't really heard much. Yeah, it's been a bit. Yeah. Last thing was just the... Donkey Kong uh, Country Tropical Whatever Freeze, which that, was a that was a, yeah, that was a Wii U uh, game that got ported up. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, it turns out I do have a Wii U. <laughs> Shout out, John found it. I, I found told you. It, yeah. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> I thought it was missing for like three years, three or four years. But did you find the Pro Controller? Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> that Pro Controller is actually worth a lot of money. I found that out. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean it's it's Nintendo. I mean, you never know what's going to be there. Um, you know, I would like to see you know, what if that if that Donkey Kong game is legit. Like, I would like to see that there. Um, you know, the Metroid one, that one's tough, dude. You know, because just like at first it was like there was going to be the Prime trilogy, and that's been leaked online multiple times mm-hmm. at re- at you know retailers. Which when that happens, that's always a pretty clear sign that it's real. Because I mean, like, not long after, not long after that, it'd be announced. But now it's kind of backtracked, and it's just like only Metroid Prime remaster. And I gotta say, it would be such a Nintendo thing to do if, like, on this Switch generation, like, they only had Prime and Prime Four. Like, that would be a Nintendo thing to do. Yes, that like, would not shock me at all. I do hope for this Fire Emblem game. I don't. I don't know if this is when it would, if they would go ahead and and, and release it this year. You know, because again, it's Nintendo. Uh, but, I mean, if it's been done over a year, I figured why not, you know? I mean, if they did, we may not see it until December mm-hmm. because I doubt they would want it to coincide with Pokemon. That's true. Yeah. it would. I would say, yeah, October, December. Uh, I might actually lean more October because uh, one game that we know is supposed to come out eventually that still hasn't is Advance Wars. Right. And, man, I got to say... At this point, I really think Nintendo is just going to release that game with the lowest level of marketing possible. Just, like, throw up a tweet and say, hey, it's coming out here. That's it. Mail it in. And it's not because, like, they have any hope, you know, for the game. It's just because of what's happening, obviously. Like, you know, I've never played the original Advance Wars, but, you know, like, apparently, like, the first enemies you face are, like, Russian-inspired. Yep. So, like, I I really think for this reboot, whatever, they're just going to push it out the door and just, like, hey, here's a tweet. It's coming out. No more marketing. (laughs) That's what I think is going to happen. So, I don't even, I don't think it'd be at this direct because of that. I think it'd be, like, a, you know, just, like I said, just a tweet and just call it a day. But other than that, I don't, I don't know what else can be here. I mean, I, you know, it'd be interesting to see if we have anything um, Zelda related since, you know, they do like to have that yearly Zelda release. It's just a matter of what, um, one thing that would be very interesting to watch for, right, is if they did do the Twilight Princess Wind Waker combo, pop, you know, back, you know, yeah. that's been talked about and rumored for a while, but they do the same thing that they did for the Mario 3D collection and call it a limited release, a limited run. Because if they do that, 
just like I was thinking when that originally happened with the Mario one, I think that could potentially give the indication that uh, GameCube is coming to NSO. And I, I saw a little tidbit recently where Reggie uh, chat about that as well, that uh, he openly like, kind of said, that, you know, obviously he's not, you know, not really, you know, he's still got friends there, of course, but he's not working for Nintendo anymore. But he, he fully believes they're not doing any more like classical consoles, which I don't think they would either, mm-hmm. you know, with NSO. And, you know, he, he believes that GameCube and Wii will come to that NSO at some point. So if, if they announce like a Wind Waker, Twilight Princess combo box, you know, and it's like, oh, it'll only be available until this date. After that date, let's say it's like um, just end of their fiscal year, for example, you know, at the end of March or whatever. If they say, you know, stop selling it, you know, 331, sometime after that, expect the potential of GameCube becoming an NSO. Because same thing happened with 3D All-Stars. It's like they put that limited run on it where it ended like 331 and like literally right like a month or two after they stopped production on it, that's when they announced N64 was coming to NSO. Because that was kind of the big thing is like, you know, N60, you know, Mario 64 would be available elsewhere. So why sell it in that combo box? You yeah. know what I mean? Plus, you know, Nintendo... In their mind, they're just like, oh, that's just so much value. You know, we can't sell that forever. That's so much value of ours. Yeah. So keep an eye out for that. That would be very interesting if they did that. Um, Next few things here in the weekly wrap-up is uh, Overwatch 2 beta sign-up is going on right now, and they did confirm they're going away from the loot box system, uh, favoring more a uh, battle pass system going into Overwatch 2. That's not really surprising. No, it is not. Uh, They also released a content roadmap going into next year. So if you're a big Overwatch fan, make sure to take a look at that. Uh, next up, despite the backlash, Diablo Immortal has earned Blizzard more than $24 million. What the fuck? I know. Jesus fucking Christ. Whale's going to whale. Whale's going to whale, man. I'll tell you. And lastly, we had a gameplay trailer come out for Digimon Survive. This game is real. Not gameplay. Close enough. The game's real. Yeah. The game exists, John. Gameplay. <laughs> Close enough. Hey, it's something, okay? The game. I have said this entire. You keep acting like I'm. I'm all against this game. You are. All I have said is, I didn't think there was a game made because they had never said anything about it. The entire time I've said, if the game comes out, I'm playing it. I know. You're the one who's driving this narrative that I'm. I'm being evil over here. You are. You're anti Digimon Survive. I'm not anti Digimon Survive. <laughs> I'm more. I'm. I'm more ready to play it than you are. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> That's probably. Accurate. I feel like he just wants to give us flaws, Johns, because he keeps thinks I'm an addict. You are an addict. I'm an addict. John, I don't know what you're an addict of, but I'll figure out something. Oh, I'm. I'm just going to assume you're an addict of something. Well, I would say Lost Ark, but you recently broke off that one. I'm not broken off it. I'm just. I'm. I'm not as. I'm not as focused on it right now. No, okay. I've, got other ga- I've got other games that have kind of taken its place for now. Oh, okay. And, you know, I, I think that's funny that, you know, now you're kind of taking a little step back from Lost Ark when I, I was totally ready to give you a button for Lost Ark. Like, you know, let's get it. Let's get the sound effect. I, I honestly want to do the one where it's like, you can't stop me, Lost Ark. <laughs> it's like, all right, hit the button. It's also shout out to hitting the button. We got the new Roadcaster 2. Got it set up in the back yep. room. I'm looking forward to playing with that thing. I'm going to do that tomorrow. Very, very excited for that. It is it is clean. Very, very nice. Uh, but I think that's it. Uh, boys, any last thoughts? Anything we chat about here today? Anything that you want to shout out that wasn't on the show? Dun, 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 John, got anything? Dun, 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 uh, dun, dun, no, dun, dun, I was dun. racking my brain and it, it, <laughs> it came up empty again. <laughs> um... I mean, no, the only other thing I want to throw out there, maybe at the Nintendo uh, Direct, we may get a roadmap of Mario Strikers. Oh, stuff. true. Yeah, that's 
game fucking needs it. That's for damn sure. Uh, it's got plenty of content. Shut up, John. <laughs> <laughs> you can play that plenty of content in like two hours. But all right, hit the music. Let's get out of here. Uh, like, comment, subscribe, rate, whatever your platform allows. It does help. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can hit that subscribe to help us build that community. It's a greatly appreciated. Then you're going to hit that bell to notify you anytime the video goes up. Thank you very much. Bye. Right, do everything he said and more. And if you made it to the end, thank you very much. And uh, hopefully we'll see you again next week. And, of course, make sure to check us out at our website, spark3.com. You sign up for free or sign up for 5 bucks a month for premium tier. We definitely appreciate that support. Check out the merch store, spark3shop.com. Join the Discord down below. We definitely appreciate that joining there, especially if we've got some uh, good stuff going on here in the near future involving a terrible football show if you happen to be a football fan. Uh, go follow us over at Twitter, at GameStudyPod, as well as check out the other shows, Animan Plus, Terrible Football Show, Talk About Movie Stuff, and Spark Park. That said, see you next time.